Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, here to discuss all things DSCV Premiership, and this one's going to be quite a big one. In fact, uh, last week we had Sanders Wani joining us, a former Mamelodi Sundance defender. The week before that, we had Rudani Mokwena, of course, co-coach of Mamelodi Sundance, and now we've got the brand ambassador of Mamelodi Sundance, a legend of the game. Absolute honor to have you in studio. Teko Modise joins us. Teko. Good to have you here in Hit the Target yeah. uh, podcast studios. And uh, yeah, let's talk all things football. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. How are you feeling ahead of uh, this weekend? Of course, you did witness uh, Royal AM losing to Orlando Pirates um, in midweek. And that's obviously your reason for being in Durban. Mm. How's your stay been? And you're looking forward to this weekend? Well, my stay has been fantastic, to be honest with you. Yes, speaking of the game yesterday, last night, rather, um, I strongly believe that uh, I think Royal AM... Um, being coached by um, Dan Dens, it's still a problem that Dan Dens teams like they mm-hmm. can't score goals. They play beautiful football, but they struggled just to hit the target. And I think yesterday's game, of course, in the beginning, the tempo was so high. Yeah, you know, it looked a little bit scrappy. But once everything settled down, I think Rally M played better on the day. But of course, in most instances, they forced Orlando Pirates to defend a little bit deep, and that was very rare to see because Orlando Pirates regarded as one of the biggest teams in the country. Mm-hmm. To be able to resort in that defensive mode, that shows the quality that Royal AM had. But then again, what matters the most is the scoreline. So Orlando Pirates were able to bounce back, especially after the defeat that they had against Chip on the, over the weekend. Yeah, uh, in studio in with us as well, of course, is the ever present Pro Pilani joining us. Uh, just extending this yellow color, <laughs> these bright red and uh, yellow and green colors, pro. Yeah, I mean, good to be here. Uh, good to have uh, uh, the legend here. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to tell you the story earlier on that um, I've got an 18 year old boy. Uh, when he was around about four or five, he was a Sundowns fan. But when he saw Draco uh, Motiso of Orlando Paris, he became an Orlando Paris fan <laughs> and uh, he never looked back. But uh, when when Draco moved to Sundowns, he was so heartbroken. Uh, he nearly cried, but I'm so glad that, uh, you know, he, he ended up being my legend, my <laughs> only legend. <laughs> uh, Pro, you mentioned uh, that you were at the game as well and you, you left early, um, like Chiefs fans last weekend. But yeah, let's talk about yesterday's <laughs> game. Yesterday's game was, um, was quite interesting. Like I've been saying um, for, for the past couple of weeks, uh, what is happening at Orlando Parish is not yet clear. Mm. Um, I think um, uh, earlier today I had a discussion with one of their fans to ask them what are the five positive things that they've seen. And the uh, Parish fans they were saying that they've seen the structure, they've seen the commitment from the players. And I was asking myself, where was the structure in the past uh, eight years? Where was the commitment in the past eight years if they're only seeing commitment and structure today? Mm. But uh, for me, um, the new coach obviously um, is still new in the league, still new in the South African uh, South African perspective or way of playing and uh, I still believe that uh, there's still a long way to go for Orlando Pirates but uh, um, well done to them for the win and um, yeah I mean uh, after six or seven games I think I'll be able to give um, constructive uh, comments regarding Orlando Pirates game. Yeah Tego what's your thoughts on the, the new coach and of course Pro says he spoke to uh, supporters who questioned the commitment at the club in mm. fact the supporters that I've spoken to there's been mixed feelings about uh, Coach Jose Rivero and, you know, what they usually say is that, you know, give Pirates coaches time, you know, it's it's a project thing and they talk this whole thing about a project and vision, so and so, and they add a year to it. But what's your initial thoughts? Of course, it's only a few games in. Yeah, 
with, uh, with a few games in, I think it's, it will be unfair for, for us to start judging the coach because, I mean, he's still new. Um, but um, but what I also what I've realized as well is uh, the, the, there's a lot of consistency in his lineup, mm-hmm. and which is something that is very rare from a lineup Paris perspective. And um, there's still a lot of Zimbabwe's um, structure within the team. There's not much of a difference um, comparing to this coach. But also, it's for me, I've always said that with the Lana Pirates, I think if, if we have to speak about um, a team that, that are capable of probably maybe, um, you know, competing against Manuel Sundowns, like, I think pound to pound, player to player, Lana Pirates, do we have the player? Do we have the depth? But it's just a question of, I guess, the hunger or the commitment from the players. Because I strongly believe that irrespective of what coach you bring to Lana Pirates, it's, it's up to the players to make it work. And I think... Mm-hmm. It's just the mentality of the players that they have if they really, really realize the potential that they have or how good they are and start competing against Mamnudi Sundowns. And I think that's that's where probably maybe this isn't that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, taking any positive from yesterday's game, um, they, they had to work hard to win that game. They had to learn how to defend. And uh, for a championship team, you need to be having those qualities as well. When the games requires you to defend, you need to be able to defend your lead. Because at the end of the day, nobody will remember how you played, but the results. Yeah. And I think for Orlando Pirates team that are also in the rebuilding phase with the new coach, I think, you know, it's easier to, 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 to build on something with the positive results. And I think yesterday's game showed that they needed those results, especially against, like losing against Cheaper, which was a shock mm-hmm. for many people. But I also think maybe it was one of those situations that needed to happen for Lando Paris to be able to wake up a little bit. And going on to, 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 to the weekend's game, I think, I think because of how weird the season is going to be this season, because of the, the World Cup that is coming sooner, I think um, it's important for all these teams that are trying to win the league, that are trying to be in the top eight, to collect as many points as they can. Because we've seen in the past that come January, and February, that's when the win, uh, the league is won and lost mm-hmm. because the games comes thick and fast, and there's a lot of competitions as well within that space. And I think um, with the Lando Pirates, um, they need to start collecting points um, if they want to be in contention for Champions League position or even winning the league. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned competing with Sundowns. Uh, Pro, you found me on Monday. You said you look forward, forward. <laughs> To, to coming into to this week's podcast <laughs> and then you said you'll see me on the fourth day mm. of oh, this oh, week. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, you know, um, what is interesting about Pirates is that their next game is against Super Sports United and I think it's going to go to Mbombela. And mm. remember what happened in Mbombela last time, Pirates were there, I think it was like six something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, got, somebody resigned on team. Somebody resigned on team. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, um, I think for Coach Gavin Hunt, um, it's also another interesting match because uh, he really need, um, he really needs a turnaround in his super sport team because mm. um, they haven't started the way that he would have liked mm. and um when you look at uh, Coach Gavin's teams and uh, you look at how he specializes in set pieces as well, and uh, when you when I looked at Ofora last night against Royal AM, he's not comfortable in the mm, air. Mm. And uh, if you remember the the final Sundowns versus Marisbeck United, Sundowns scored two goals from set plays, and um, Ofora was in goals for Marisbeck United, and he couldn't connect with the ball in the air. And a lot of Pirate fans were were concerned about Ofora last night that he was. Uh, 
not connecting with the ball in the air. And um, I'm just hoping that uh, by the time they play Super Sport United, they would have done something to rectify those uh, mistakes. And uh, and if not, believe me, Samsung Kabuza, Tabang Sibanyuni, they're very strong in the air and something mm-hmm. might happen and Orlando Pirate fans may not like it. It seems like there's going to be a consistency problem then for Orlando Pirates. As long as they still have, as long as they have um, only Ofori as their goalkeeper, best number one, then they don't have uh, somebody they can rely on as a second choice. I'm not saying that Simpochan mm. is not a good keeper. I believe that he's a, he's a very good keeper. He wouldn't be professional if he wasn't good. Mm. But um, Ofori looks like he's their only choice at the moment. And uh, uh, with a goalkeeper that is not strong in the air, then you, you, you are actually... Uh, skating on a thin ice because mm. uh, something might happen. I suppose those are the tricky fixtures. Uh, take a Super Sport United, of course, looking for salvation. They haven't had the best start to mm. the league. And in Orlando mm. Pirates, um, not really being the better team, but the team that walked away with the better results on the day in midweek, of course. So how do you see that match fitting? Look, it's for sure Gavinan wouldn't want to lose against Orlando Pirates. And, um, and also, I think knowing how Gavin is, he's, he's probably not happy as to how he started the league. And um, with Supersport, the way he structured his teams, defensively, they're going to be very solid on the day. And probably maybe this is a game that Supersport needs to be able to beat Orlando Pirates, to gain that confidence that they need. And of course, with a lot of Pirates as well, you look at all the games that they play, there's a lot of flaws within their play as well. But also, like I said earlier on, it's always easy to build on, on, on positive results. I think it's a team that's trying to play from the back mm. and they don't have the personnel to be able to play from the back. I don't think Ofori is comfortable playing from the back. I don't think CBC, you've seen him playing at Coronados, is not comfortable at the back. Uh, Maela hasn't played in a while. Nda is the only player that I think is comfortable at the back because of he's one of, I think, the better signings that they did on the prize last season. But yet again, there's a lot of, of, of consistency in the midfield. But my biggest concern is always this, that Orlando Pirates, whenever they were dangerous, whenever Orlando Pirates in glory days, they always had a striker that was very mobile. Mm. Now they're using two target men, and the coach seems to be very confused as to which one to use first between Pepra and uh, Evanga. But both players are giving you the same thing. And for me, in, in, in terms of the way Orlando Pirates, how they want to play with those fast uh, breakout attacks and counterattacks, they don't need a target man for that because whenever you play out in transitions, a target man always controls the back, the ball backwards to where it comes from. Mm. And I think yesterday as well, it was a true testament to that because whenever they had an opportunity to break out, it's either Evanga's touch is not well or Pepper's touch is too strong, too short. And that also, it's, it becomes a missed opportunity because if we're... Your 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 Temingosi Lodge that is we're seeing glimpses and signs of of the old the vintage lodge and Pule as well being the favorite of the crowd is slowly coming back into the game, but I strongly believe that um, there's still a long way to go. But uh, against the Super Sport, it's going to be tough. Kabuza likes playing big games. Akrobla is back. Yes, he's unfit, but we know how good a finisher is. Mm-hmm. And his record against Pirates. As yeah, well. and Shachwayo knows. He didn't have a good spell on the Pirates. There's a point to prove, mm-hmm. set-piece-wise, defending-wise. So it's going to be a very interesting battle to see, especially from the players from Supersport United. I think it's, it's, it's going to be a nice challenge for the Pirates, whether they're capable of, of playing a physical game, whether they can compete in that aspect. Mm-hmm. That will be seen because I strongly believe that they're not a team that are physically imposing on the pitch and we know that Gavin Hanu forever. Gavin Hanu, whenever he plays big teams, he wants his players to be strong on the ball, yeah. to be more physical, to intimidate. 
And like uh, coming back to the Nafori uh, point as well, I think that's where Supersport will find so much joy because mm. he's not comfortable on the ball. He, Whenever he comes out, it's neither here or there. And I think that's where Supersport will be able probably to punish Orlando Pirates because in an open play, it's going to be very difficult for Supersport to punish Orlando Pirates. But I think in set pieces, they'll find so much joy. But Diko, as, as, as now you are um, in the player management or agent space yeah what do you do as, a, as an agent to a player like uh, like for like a cabello lamini like a timmy ghost lodge players that are constantly either they are receiving criticism or their performances are exaggerated by praise and all this kind how do you manage that and how do you ensure that such players they do extra training they don't go out and sit in the car wash like mm-hmm. we but like we always hear mm-hmm. that uh professional football players do in south africa Look, the biggest the biggest um, conversation that we normally don't have in in the football space is 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 footballers um, accepting positive criticism. We don't they don't want to hear the truth, and and for an agency, it's always difficult to be able to to navigate through that because at the end of the day, the best interest is for the player. So in that regard, I'll be saying to your lord, your lamini, to your fori, as to realize the team that you're playing for. Number one, realize the magnitude and the importance of you wearing that jersey because of the expectation that comes with it. And once you realize and you understand the situation, now you look at your game. What are your strengths in, 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 in your play? And what are your weaknesses? And if, because most, the, the biggest thing is just that if, if, I knew, if I knew what I know now, I probably think that I'll be a better player because most of the stuff, most of the time is players work on their strengths more than their weaknesses. You strongly emphasize on what you you're really really good at, and I strongly believe that with Ofori, it's 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 taking 30 minutes of your time every day after training sessions, making sure that you 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 get comfortable in coming out and collecting those balls. And I think also his distribution is below par, because for a team that is playing on a counter attack, you need to be able to start the play from the goalkeeper. You need to have an assist as a goalkeeper if you're playing for a team that is counter attacking based. And for Lodge, I think he's been struggling for the last three, four seasons. The first thing that I'll have a conversation with him is look at the numbers. Because in South Africa, we play football without considering the numbers. And for Lodge, with his talent, to be having one goal in the last two seasons, come <laughs> And it's, it's, it's crazy. Because that's where you start. Because the thing is, for because for, also the, the thing is, like I'll, I'll, I, would, I would have a conversation with him and compare him with a player that plays in the same position and look at the numbers. You look at... Timbers one has been consistent for the last three, four years. Mm. He he scored goals. That's the difference between him and, and Temiko Siloj. He assists as well. And as a player that played in a, that plays in an attacking midfielder with those stats, it's 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 mind-boggling for me to to see him still start the game because I show but but because he's he's one of the star players within the team, but he needs to have something to show for because having men of the meshes award not uh, balancing enough with the numbers, it's, for me, it doesn't make sense. And for Orlando Pires to be better, for Orlando Pires to start playing good, to be dangerous, their star players need to show. And for the Lamini that forever gets an opportunity to play, playing in those pockets, because I think he's one of the most comfortable players playing in those positions. They're trying so hard to win the fans. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that the players of Orlando Pires need to understand. When you become a a fan favorite, whenever Orlando Pires releases players, you're the first one to go. Mm. Every player that was a fan favorite, Orlando Pirates, every time they release the players, you can name them all. Mm. Mm. One, the jugglers, the crowd pleasers, they're the first ones to go. So at Orlando Pirates, as much as the fans enjoy watching you doing tricks, at the end of the day, they always come back and criticize you because mm-hmm. you're not scoring enough goals. And I remember for, 
from a personal point of view, when I was playing for Lana Pirates, I knew what the assignment was. I was told by the chairman as well that um, the fans are very demanding and they're going to expect so much from you. Um, but you've got a responsibility whether you like it or not. Make sure that uh, you make everybody around you better and, uh, and, and you need to put the numbers on the board. And, and when you look at my stats from Supersport, Supersport, that was, that's what Peter Musiman used to fight for me about. He says, you're a very talented midfielder, but you, he used to compare me with Skalvik. He said, look at Skalvik. Skalvik, there is, the difference between you and Skalvik is goals. Mm-hmm. Skalvik score goals. You don't score goals. You just enjoy creating. And for me at the time, I didn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Was so, I, was, I was hurt because this is my coach and he's comparing me with the, with the guy that I know that I'm better. Mm-hmm. But he was telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. And then once, because my move to, to also Land of Pirates was, was his influence. Because mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to Sundance at the time. So mm-hmm. he called me, he's like, you need to go to Land of Pirates. Land of Pirates at the time, they're like 10, 15 wingers. Um, mm-hmm. Where am I going to play? That's what I asked him. He said, you're going to play because you play different to them. There's... there's there's no similarities to what, you, what you're doing to them and you're going to shine. They just go to Lana Pirates. Trust me with that. And I trusted him. And then I went to Lana Pirates. And then once I got there, then I realized that there's a lot of difference that I bring into the team. But also he's kept on reminding me because we're all together in the nation. He kept on reminding me that you can't blame this good and people praising you in the country, but you're not scoring goals. Mm. At the end of the season, you need to be at least eight, nine goals because mm-hmm. assisting comes natural to you. Yeah. You need to work on you scoring. So what I did was started staying back of the training because working on my game mm-hmm. and, and and may soul rest in peace. Senzo was not a regular at the time. So mm-hmm. I would stay behind. And sometimes, you know, I would give him 50 bucks. I'm like, hey, fit, stay behind. <laughs> yes, 50. You know, let me, let me, let me practice. And I'll mm-hmm. take the guys that are not playing and uh, I'll create games related situations mm-hmm. because at the end of the day in the game, I'll never have an opportunity to shoot without anybody marking me. Mm-hmm. So I'll have those, moments creating those moments so that when it comes to a game it comes natural because if i know that has happened at training yeah. and then i started seeing my stats growing and growing and growing then i became a better player by that but it wouldn't have happened if i didn't put in the work mm-hmm. as much as at the time there was no recording luckily there was no recording so i could do my own thing <laughs> there was no instagram influence mm-hmm. so i could do my thing very quietly but but my game kept on improving even when i was shifted from from playing in the midfield to go to the side orlando pirates i started working on the side. And what I used to do as well was when I was watching international football, I look at the players that are playing on the side. Mm. And then I remember Coach Pizzo telling me that you can't be a winger and not score goals. And then what are you doing? Mm. Why, are you, why are you hogging the line? Why are you wasting so much time on the line? Because when the ball is on the other side, you need to be a second striker. Mm. But I started working on those type of things. And, and I remember as well when, when Root Crow came into London Paris, he said, as it was just after I won the football of the year. And then he said to me, I heard that you he never even played me the first game. Top eight, you're playing super sport. He benched me. I was so mad at him. And then at training, he said, I heard that you were football of the year. Because um, I came late because I was given a break because of the national team. Mm-hmm. And then he said, uh, how many goals did you score? You know, Dutch. Um, you felt bad answering him. Yeah, because I was so mad at him. <laughs> so that, Dutch coaches, they've got this arrogancy mm-hmm. with them. And that's how they are. He says, okay, I heard that you're a great player, but how many goals did you score? And I remember, I think I scored six goals. He said, do you score six goals? You're the football of the year. Nah. And we made a bet on that day. Mm. This is the coach that never played me. This is the first time we have a conversation. Then we made a bet. He said, if you score 12 goals, then I'll, then I'll consider you one of, the, one of the good players for the team. I said, okay, cool. And then we shook hands. 
Then I scored 12 goals that season. <laughs> <laughs> then I scored 12 goals that season and I won Football of the Year again. But I strongly believe, and we lost the, the, the league with a point, I think, mm. to Supersport. Mm. And I strongly believe that I could have been a better player if I had the same mentality this uh, previous season. Mm. Yeah. Because previous season, Lallapaz, we finished eighth. And for me as a footballer, winning Football of the Year, number eight, it didn't sit well with me. Mm. And I remember there was a whole lot of conversation. How can you be a Football of the Year with number eight on the log? But I also started remembering and started realizing as well that the numbers are important yeah. and, and at the time nobody cared about the numbers so for me because been driven been uh my drive was to be one of the better players mm. in the country so i needed to do things a little bit different and that's the conversation that i always have with the current players i always have conversations like this with mm -hmm. because these are the players that i'm very close to mm. and i remember saying to label that uh, label when you were playing in my respect you were one of the best false nine that mm. I've ever seen in the country, you're scoring goals. You came to to Sumamri Sundowns. Peter actually used you that in that position. You 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 just you're banging goals, mm. and then you you're brought into this midfield. But now you forgot how to score goals. <laughs> you're so concerned in helping the team to build, and there's so many guys that can actually do that. Mm. You mm. bypass that and and still contribute in in scoring goals. Because at the end of the day, the numbers do matter. Because mm. Sundance Sundowns can get any better midfielder at any time. Mm. But the difference is. Do you score goals? Neomayem, mm. score goals. Mm. So that's the first thing that you do is a small Sundance coach and you look at the players that you want to play with. Look at, look at, look. Let's take an example for the game that happened against KZ Chiefs. Serena was not a starter at Mamli Sundance, but because we knew the magnitude of the game, how big that is. Mm. And Serena is a big, is a big player that wants to play in, in, in such games. He's a point. He always wants to prove a point. And whenever mm -hmm. he wants to prove a point, he plays better. Mm. He scored. The attitude on the day yeah. was bad, but if you have to play him against his galaxy, you have to play him against so-called so, so small teams, you, you, you find mm -hmm. a different uh, uh, mentality altogether. I think that's the difference between, between what you said with the players that are, that are currently that are receiving criticism. You will never get a player that uh, criticizes if you're not good. Mm. I think that's one thing that players need to understand. If you're good, you're going to be criticized. Still today, there's players, there's people that are still criticizing Cristiano Ronaldo. There's still mm, people yeah. that are criticizing ne uh, Messi, Neymar, even after all they've done in the world. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand, once you get criticism, which means it's something that people actually see in you, but mm. the chances are maybe you're not. Because yeah. in the country, players work so hard to get the PSL contract, but once they get it, they come relax mm -hmm. because they don't want to be great. They don't want to be better. Because in South Africa, once you play the game in a professional setup, you regard it as a legend. So whether I'm become good or not, <laughs> I'm a legend, right? And I think that's that's where the difference is. That's why um, Dr. Kumala is still Dr. Kumala today because of mm. the numbers. He mm. was he was one of the best players I've ever seen in South African football. But mm. look at the numbers. Doctor was scoring. Doctor was assisting. He was one of the better players in the national team. And when you say the numbers, you don't mean the number of shibobos. You mean the number of goals. <laughs> I mean the number of goals because Doctor knew and, and understood the assignment. Who who bring the flair? to excite the fans, to make sure that the fans are behind the team, but it also make things happen for the mm -hmm. team to win. And I think that's the fundamental of becoming a midfielder in the country, because if you have to compare in the whole world, because we forever, I know as a footballer, we always watch international footballers. Yeah. I always have a problem when a midfielder is watching Messi or a defensive midfielder's favorite player is Messi. Mm. My, pro <laughs> my problem is you need to have a favorite player that plays in your position so that mm. you can take Mm. You know, some of the elements that the players are doing. I, I used to have a problem with so many defenders at, Lano, at Mamlady Sundowns. It was like, yeah, did you see Ronaldo? Like, Yo, bro, mm. you need to look at Ramos. You need to look <laughs> at this player because 
those are the those are the yeah. qualities they need to take and and mm. come and bring into your game. So for me, when I was starting out as super sport, I remember Coach Peter used to emphasize on me watching Arsenal. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but he used to like force me to watch Arsenal because at the time that Brozinski they had the one of the best midfielders, yeah. mm. Nazri and all that type. So he forced me to watch those, and then I always I got bored like watching because I'm a Barcelona fan. I don't want to watch these guys. Mm. And then he ended up telling me that the reason why I want you to watch Rosiski is because of how he positioned himself, how he played in this position. And I want you to start emulating that and put mm. that into your game with all the talent that you have. You know, he said one thing that was that stuck with me for, for a long time. He said, sometimes you need to play quiet. I didn't understand that. Mm. He said, everybody knows when Dico plays, they're expecting this and this. Sometimes you need to play quiet for, other ones, for others to shine. Mm. I thought at the time... He doesn't want me to play well. He wants mm. you to go missing in big games. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll say that in big games. Like, we're playing Chiefs today. I want you to play quiet. I remember when we won the league, in, uh, when we played in uh, FNB Stadium, there's a, there's a goal, but it wasn't meant to be a goal. I was yeah, trying to pass the halfway line. Yeah, the halfway, <laughs> line, the halfway line pass. Mm. In that game, I was so sick. Mm. But I wanted to play. I was supposed mm. to be on the bench because I was having flu. I was so sick, sick. But I knew th there was something in me that said, I need to play. So mm. I actually forced the doctors, don't tell the coach that I'm sick. I want to play. Mm. I couldn't even call the ball. So I used to clap because my voice was gone. <laughs> so um, um, he said to me, you need to play quiet today. But then I understood what he was saying. Mm. He said, he was actually meaning that I need to play as simple as possible. Mm. So, so now with my talent, mm. I knew what I could do. But mm. when he says playing quiet, which means now I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, whatever plan the Kizzy Chiefs has, is not going to work on me. Mm. So I need to play one touch, two touch. Sometimes disappear for five minutes. Mm. It's fine. When we need you, the moment will show. When we need you, and then it's going to show up. And that's, mm. what, that's what exactly what happened. But understanding, but also sometimes it helps when you have a coach that actually understands your mm. game. I think just going back to transfers, bro, it shows um, how much data is, is like used now because... Teko mentioned uh, Temen Kosi Lodge, one goal, two seasons. Mm. You know, we all know Temen Kosi's value and his, and what he brings to Orlando Pirates. But a team, an international team, looking at that, they'd be put off by that and think mm. the price tag doesn't match the, the individual because they're seeing what the numbers show. So I suppose there's definitely elements of truth in that. Yeah, and you remember there were rumors that uh, there was a Belgian, Belgian club that was looking at him. Um, mm. But if the team is seriously looking at you, they will, I think, they will cross the ocean for you. But uh, if they look at your numbers, they will say, ah, <laughs> we'll find another youngster, mm. a local youngster that can do better. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, but but, but uh, 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 there's a wise man that said something interesting. Right. This this wise man said, um, at his previous club, the supporters put pressure on them. But at sundowns, teammates were pushing, uh, putting pressure on each other mm. to win trophies. Mm. Mm. That's a difference. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, let's stick with transfers. Uh, Pro Chiefs, of course, signing the, the Burundi striker, Bonfields, Caleb Biminyema. I think I'm saying that right. Biminyemana. Uh, of course, last week, Coach Otazwane said that he doesn't need the striker. And then after the 4 0 game, and now all of a sudden he needs him again. Is that a, a, a case of panic buying? I think when you look at um, the absence of Dupree, I think mm. it exposed a lot. Mm. When I looked at the uh, Kaiser Chiefs lineup in a my, my eyes always go to the bench first before I look at the lineup. I looked at their bench and said, nah, this is not it. <laughs> it's not it. You can't have that bench against against Sundowns in a match of that magnitude. And uh, you, you consider yourself a, a rival. You consider yourself a title challenger, uh, even though you say you are rebuilding. But at the same time, you are a big team. When I looked at that bench and, uh, and, and, and I said to myself, 
is this a case of Kaza Chiefs putting all their eggs in one basket? Because their starting eleven was was okay. Mm. Okay, it was okay. When you looked at their bench, it was something totally different. When you look at looked at Sundown's bench and you look at Chiefs bench, you could say Luguti who's more prepared for the season than the other. I think um, as much as they've gone all their way to get the striker, I don't think that uh, uh, he's going to solve their problems now. Mm. If they were serious about getting a striker, which I'm not saying they are not, but if they were more serious about getting a striker, they were going to get the guy six weeks, six weeks back. Take mm. mm. how you feel about that, because it does seem like a panic buy. I mean, it's it's not the weirdest thing to suggest because Coach Otters one it did say he doesn't really need the striker and then he loses 4-0 and I buys him. I think, you know, on a night um, a night before the, the, the Chiefs and Sundance game, we were doing a show at Supersport. Mm. And I I put out a disclaimer before I said it. I said I might say something that is very controversial. And I said, the best thing that can happen to get the Chiefs tomorrow is to lose the game. Because if they don't, they'll actually think that everything is fine. Because mm. they played against Murraysburg. Um, Murraysburg didn't push. Murraysburg, there was a lot of mistakes. So it looked, if you had to look at the scoreline, you're like, okay, the Chiefs had a full day. But mm. Look Marysburg, at the data. Yes, <laughs> Murraysburg were very poor on the day. And um, and I think with with, 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 um, with Kaiser Chiefs, they signed too many midfielders. And, uh, and they're lacking, they don't have, for me, they, they centre-backs, they're still struggling with centre-backs, irrespective of who's playing. You still have Mato, that we know how poor he is. You have Ngezan that was exposed on the day. And people started speaking about, oh, Ngezan, he's been playing like that mm. ever since he's been there. But it just that sometimes you don't get exposed, so you get away with stuff, mm. right? And uh, sometimes the, the, the big games that actually exposes um, um, the, the stuff that, that is going on that uh, probably maybe other teams are unable to, to punish you for. And with the, with the striker... I think Nukovic, after a long time, the, the, the last time I, I was excited about a striker for Kaiser Chiefs, I think it was uh, Musona mm-hmm. from 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 Zimbabwe, mm. and and they 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 struggled. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and they struggled with that. They started having Parker, who naturally is like a false nine, mm-hmm. right? And 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 Nukovic came through, and then there was mm. a lot of excitement because it's very aggressive. His style of play actually suited Kaiser Chiefs at the time. But then when he got injured, then they, they tried to, to have the CBD that Orlando Mamlu Sundowns had <laughs> instead of creating their own. We right? call it the looted uh, CBD. <laughs> <laughs> instead of creating their own. And I strongly believe that Karma, when Karma was, was at, at his best, he was not a strike at Sundowns. Mm. He was an out-and-out strike at Sundowns. We always used Karma as a winger or as a false knight. And also with 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 how Mamri Sundowns played, they can afford not to have a striker because of midfielders actually contribute to a goal. It was the first time after a long time when having a striker like Sherry Lili that scored so many goals. Mamri Sundowns normally when they win the league, it's contribution from everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's never about a striker. So luckily now you have your Sherry Lili that is forever ready to pounce. And it reminds me of the Darren Mudau of of the Chuku train. And and I think with that regard now Chiefs now wants to have a striker but the problem is now when you bring a striker at this moment there's no time to gel there's no time to acclimatize the team because in South Africa we normally don't have strikers right? mm-hmm. but then I would say if, if I'm Kaiser Chiefs I need to have start having relationships with all these teams in the PSO there's other players that are very very good for instance Kemi Derosmas I don't see him having enough game time this season we've mm-hmm. got 
we've seen now Nazri when he came, Nasir when he came, <laughs> the excitement that he brought yeah. into the team. And that's the position that Kevin Erasmus plays. Mm. That's the position that Serino plays. So now we've got an extra element that will be able to help Mamluri Sundowns going forward. So if I'm if I'm Mamluri Sun, if I'm Kizzy Chiefs, I'll have conversation with your Mamluri Sundowns. Like, hey guys, let me get us much this way. Or something like that. Mm. If if a problem was on top of his game two seasons ago, I don't think I think the problem that Kizzy Chiefs, the biggest problem that Kizzy Chiefs are having is the scouting department. I don't think they 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 align with what whether the coach or what the club is. Because of if you're driven by the culture of the club, then you need to know that from when Kizzy Chiefs on heydays, how were they playing and the type of players that were within the team. We still remember the Shabas, your years at that time. Mm. They were not playing entertaining football. Mm. We just, they, were, they knew how to win games. Mm. But if you take it back, your Atazwanis, your, 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 your Skarango bases, mm. that, that team, that yeah. team was scary. When you look at them in the tunnel, you used to be scared to play, mm. to, to face them. But now lately, when you walk into the tunnel, you get Kaiser Chiefs players. You, you, you don't even get scared because mm. you, you know what they bring and you know that when Keegan Dolly has the ball, he wants to pass Kama the ball. Mm. You know when Kama has the ball, he wants to pass Keegan the ball because they want to rekindle that, what they had mm. at Mamadi Sundance. But then you have Dupree that plays very, very different and I think he's, he's going he's gonna to shine this as in Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. But then you need somebody else actually to come in and help. But having, having a striker, a foreign striker at Kaiser Chiefs, it's going to be very difficult to adjust to, especially what they're going through, because of mm-hmm. when Kaiser Chiefs are winning, oh, guys, we're in good form, fantastic. When they're losing, we're rebuilding. So the, the message needs to be, there needs to be, a, very, there needs to be a, a consistency in their messaging. Because also, I looked at the game because I was doing the game against Sundowns. I, I was more interested in looking at Atazwanis to the message that is shown, because I really, really like Atazwanis. I like what he's trying to do with the Kaiser Chiefs his coaching style, the way he, he wants his team to be structured. But I remember him shouting and shouting because other players, when things go tough, they want to pocket the team. They want to mm. do their own individual things. Mm. I remember looking at Mart. He wants to play those long balls and they'll, they'll forever out too high. Mm. Too, and then Arthur Zona was frustrated with that. And I remember him in the midweek uh, uh, interview, he said, irrespective of the results, he still wants the team to play the way that they train because mm. he's, re- he's, re- he's rebuilding. And then he comes back again to make sure that other players they don't understand the magnitude of the club that they're playing for. Mm-hmm. And you look at the 80% of the players that were playing at KZG, they've never played in such a crowd against mm-hmm. Sundance. Mm-hmm. Most of the players were signed under COVID, so they don't understand the pressure that comes with the crowd. You look at those players, the teams that they played for, all the team, all the players that they, where they were playing, they never actually beat Mamluri Sundance. So they don't know what it takes to beat Mamluri Sundance. Yeah. So already you had a disadvantage playing against Mamluri Sundance at the time. But then I'm saying to them that your competition shouldn't be Mamluri Sundance. Mm. Because if you have to, if, if you're putting yourself in that position, then you're putting yourself under pressure because of mm. what Mamluri Sundance is today. It's a work that took them 10 years and you're just rebuilding right now. And, and, and I know for a fact, I'll probably come here again next year this time and say, still, they're rebuilding <laughs> because every season they are. Yeah. There's, there's, there's always lack of consistency in their, in, in their technical team. And with the technical team, there's no consistency. You're forever getting a new coach that wants mm-hmm. new players, new mm-hmm. identity. So, so you're forever rebuilding. There's no consistency. The reason why my Sundance is what it is, 
Roland has been there for the last five, seven years. Whether mm. he went to Lano Pirates, Chipe came back, but mm. there's a lot of consistency. Mangob has been there from the beginning. Mm. So there's a lot of consistency in that department. Mm-hmm. The identity still the same. Even the same. backroom staff. Or even the backroom staff. Yeah, so, so the consistency mm. is there. And because the team has an identity. And what others are trying to do is trying to bring back the identity. But the question is, will they be giving it? Will they be given time? Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be given time because right now everybody's excited because they're using youngsters. But the problem with the youngsters is we've seen history has taught us that with the youngsters, you can't play all of them at once. You need to introduce them, integrate them slowly and surely because you're playing for such a huge club where mm-hmm. when you lose, you're even scared to go buy bread. Mm-hmm. You need to feel you need to feel that pain. And I and I strongly believe that a lot of the players don't understand that because of the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. So now that everything is open up, so now it forces now your karma, your kick and dolly to step up because they know that now the pressure is not only on social platforms, mm-hmm. it's real, it's here. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that game, those now this, the, the fans started doing this, mm-hmm. started people, so they've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those situations whether it will make them or break them. And I strongly believe that with that happening, now the character needs to show. But there's a lot of players that are new with Kazan Chiefs that actually need to realize that uh, playing for Kazan Chiefs is it's, it is a dream come true for a lot of uh, for a lot of players because when you grow up as a youngster in South Africa you always want to play for one of the biggest teams mm. but you just realize the moment because that moment might go I think there's a, a decent piece of advice there for Kaiser Chiefs uh, players full petrol and buy groceries before big <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but at, at least at least it's something that um, everybody has, has been saying mm-hmm. it's not easy mm-hmm. to play for a team like Kaiser Chiefs mm-hmm. and, and, and even um, the, the, the wise man that I was quoting Ramatan Patel he said the pressure of playing for Chiefs some of the youngsters couldn't even, they can't even handle it because mm. yeah. it, it becomes too much for them we so, pray so there's uh, one transfer I want to talk about, Bongani Zungu, probably one of the best uh, midfielders we've seen in South Africa since Tegomoti says. So your thoughts on, on Bongani? Um, it's a big statement, a, a huge statement uh, by Memalo de Sundowns. Uh, not not, to, not to, to, to PSL teams, not to other 15 PSL teams, but to, to the continent at large. Hmm. Um, Bongani is not a small, a small player. Bongani is a very, very big player. He brings his own character. Uh, he brings his own um, his own magnitude, and uh, he brings his I mean wealth of experience, and um, I, I strongly believe that um, they specifically signed him for CAF Champions League, mm. whether whether they say it explicitly or not. But I do believe that they signed him specifically for CAF Champions League because um, the Mamelo de Sundowns fans all over social media they've been saying one thing: mm. it's CAF Champions, Champions League or nothing. Yeah. So um, I think Bongani is, is bringing that element, and uh, with that role, whether he plays as a six or he plays as, a, as, a, as an eight. That uh, that's up to Coach Rulani and Coach Mangoba, but at the end of the day, Mamelodi um, Sundowns fans want Kev Champions League, and um, I think this is their this is their time to make a solid statement. It's enough now being a, a quarterfinal team. I think it's about time now they they progress to the next level, which is um, the final and eventually the Club World Cup. Kev Champions League or nothing, Tseko? Yeah, I mean, if 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 you had to give any team what uh, what Mamelodi Sundowns won last season they'll be very very happy but it was so weird to get to memory <laughs> and see them how unhappy they were because of they lost an opportunity to win mm. the champions league and that shows you the ambition of the club you know they want to win everything that they participate in and they also realize as well the shortfalls that they had in the champions league mm-hmm. and i think with with this season it's always been the message that we want to reclaim that that we want to have that second star and with bongani coming in Look, I think it was a shock for many people. 
but uh, but I was impressed as to how Mamelodi Sundance actually unveiled. They did something very different, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and um, and what Bongan will bring in that midfield, I think it's something that we needed. Um, I've seen Bongani play. Um, he's matured in his game, and uh, his experience as well. It will be so needed in that midfield, and uh, and we've seen as well that how many times we've struggled with 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 that deep lying playmaker in Mamelodi Sundowns. When Andy Lijal is not there, you can see something is missing. Kotsia also is injury prone. We've seen mm. when he's not there, something is missing. So Bongani coming in, he gives us a little bit of depth that we need. And plus, he has a height. I don't think we, I don't think Mamelodi Sundowns sign him for, for to compete in the league. Of course, of course, it's still important to win the league in South Africa to be able to participate in the Champions League. But I think that's where the biggest um, um, ambition is, to win the Champions League. And Bongani brings that wealth of experience with him and he understands the club. He was coached by Rulani, he was coached by Mangoba, so he understands the style of play. So it's going to be an easy fit for him. But of course, he needs to get fit first because I saw Ngatu. <laughs> he ate little bagels. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's going to have an opportunity to lose a little bit of weight, especially the way Mamelodi Sundowns mm-hmm. play. Because I think from when, when Bungani was part of us, I think Mamelodi Sundowns has progressed in terms of how they play. There's a lot of hard work. And people don't see that because Mamelodi Sundowns forever on the ball. Mm-hmm. But to watch them when, they, when they're not on the ball, the, the hard work that they put in, you need to be able to press, you need to be able to regain the ball position as soon as possible because of... Mamelodi Sundowns hate defending, so you mm. want to have the ball. And I remember when we became a successful team, we enjoyed marking. We, ne- we never had a problem with defending. And, and I think that was one of the biggest strengths because Mamelodi Sundowns were regarded as a galaxy. They can't defend. Mm. But when things are tough, we used to roll our sleeves and, and, and defend. And now you have, mm. look at Andy Lejali last season, the mentality that he had. It's unfortunate that he got injured over the weekend, but, but those are the mentalities that we need within the team. Timbers one, he plays the same way every game. Mm. He's won so much, but he plays the same way every game. And that's that's what you need within the team for, for people that have success to be driving off to the new ones, to the new guys that are coming through. I remember last season after winning after winning the treble. The new guys were celebrating like, oh, it's the biggest thing in the world. And the senior guys were coming and I'm like, we didn't win the Champions League, slow down. Mm. And as a young player that coming into Mamre Sundance, you feel like, but this guy's, you know, mm. is dampening my, my light <laughs> or my shine like that. And 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 I think that's the conversation that we need to have at Mamre Sundance. I remember having that with your Obri Modibas, your Mokwenas and them and say, when we win the league, yeah, we, we can't even celebrate because it's it's something that we have to do. Mm. You understand? Mm. So our biggest, biggest achievement is to win Champions League. You want mm. to be part of the the, the legacy of players that brought the Champions League within the club because the we the league even when we couldn't they but the Mdaus, the older they brought the league in the club yeah. so we were the first group to bring the Champions League there yeah. so the next generation is to be able to do better than us mm. you understand and and I think that's the mentality that we have at the Mamelodi Sundance I think that's why the signing of Ubonga and that's why the signing of Nasir is to try and strengthen the attack as well because we lacked a little bit last season. When when Shalili is not scoring, it became a problem. We start mm-hmm. looking at who's going to score again because Shalili, when Shalili goes two games without scoring, it becomes a concern because mm-hmm. you're so used to him scoring. So now we need a lot of diversity going forward because everybody knows in playing Mamre Sanders, they're going to keep the ball. Ah, no, they're going to keep the ball. So we need to have, we need to improve every time. And I, and I have a conversation with, uh, with Coach Lani Mukwena. He wants to improve the team all the time. He wants yeah. to bring in new things. And that's exciting for me. So I'll be looking forward to see what is it that they bring, especially in the league, so that I can have enough confidence to, to know that, okay, we're in the right spaces to, to win the Champions League. And, and they brought in Bafana number one keeper. Yeah. 
I mean, that was strategic, right? Mm. And, and you look at you look at the injuries that Dennis had um, last season as well, and and you look at the games that Dennis has been playing. And Dennis has always had an injury uh, injury problem with his knee. Mm. Like he's forever out, in and out, in and out. Of course, we do have um, we need to cut to try and help us with his experience. I think those two guys know so much about continental football, and mm. I think. I honestly think that Dennis will be very, very important into Champions League as well. I mm. think he knows that space better than any goalkeeper in the country. And and Rowan is, I don't think he has that type of experience yeah. in the continental football, but it's also important that Rowan plays so that he can start improving because there's a lot of things that Rowan couldn't do because he was playing for a team that normally they don't build from behind. Normally mm. they don't have confidence playing from behind. And mm. those are the things that he needs to learn. But the, he's still going to make mistakes. Trust me, one one of these games is going to make a mistake, then we're going to score. But you have to pay your school fees if, if you want to do that. And mm. and mm. I think normally sometimes they're open to that because that's how we want to play. Mm. But but also bringing him there, I think it's also one of the biggest statements that you can see that normally sometimes wants to compete in the continental space, not necessarily pay much attention to, 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 to the PSL. So last one from a fan's perspective. Have you forgiven Bogani Zungu? Of course, I remember when Rolani sent him that pirate shirt. Nah, we understand those things. I think <laughs> I think um, there is no Sundowns fan that is not happy with mm-hmm. uh, with with the, with the return of Bongani, and uh, there's no Sundowns fan that uh, will ever hold a grudge against any player. Um, I had Sundowns fans; they were after Ramatlan Patel's blood. I think ever since he turned Kaza Chiefs cheese until the last day he was announced that Kaza Chiefs has released him. But immediately when they had that. Uh, uh, Ramatlo has joined Amazulu. Suddenly, people were sending a lot of uh, love mm, messages mm. to Ramatlo. It's, it's the nature of football. Diko knows it best mm. when he left Paris to join Mamelodi Sundowns, how hard it was for him. So, mm. I think it's, it's the nature of the game. When, when when it comes to fans, I think fans are the best flip floppers you will get in the world. <laughs> because today they hate you, tomorrow you are the darling, and True. they'll say all the nice things. Pro, yeah. uh, take on what he said. What a honor having you in studio as well and thank you for letting allowing us to unpack that football brain of yours uh, we hope it's not the last time you do join us and of course uh, all the best to Mamelodi Sundowns this weekend yeah thank you very much for having me guys N- next time we'll talk to him about the the uh, gassy flavor versus uh, professional football <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> until next time <laughs> <laughs>